is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst. And I'm Natasha Levenger. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Hello. Welcome and happy new moon. Oh, yeah. New moon and scorps. New moon and scorpio today. (laughs) Is it today or last Oh, it was technically last night. Okay. Yeah. But I mean like late. So it's kind of all that fresh new moon energy today. Okay. Will you be talking about that in Practical Magic? Um, no, because oh, you won't. It's, well, it's Samhain <laughs> this week, so we have a oh, big, big magical topic. <laughs> wow! I just realized. Excuse me. Um, how like, like it's it makes a lot of sense that Scorpio is Samhain is during Scorpio. In what ways were you thinking about? Well. <laughs> Brett's always like, <laughs> Brett told me, Brett, our producer and my husband, told me that he thinks that I often talk about, like, I walk back my feelings about Scorpio. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I'll start to be like, oh, God. And then I'll be like, but everybody's wonderful. No, I do like oh. Scorpios. I have a, actually, for a while, three of my best friends were all Scorpios. They were all male Scorpios. Oh. I just had two. I didn't mean to sound sexy. <laughs> well, no, I, <laughs> I think that Scorpios one. are sexy. So that's how I was like, mm, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know why I say it wasn't sexy because one of them was my first husband. I haven't oh. mentioned this before, but I was, <laughs> but maybe that's why we divorced because oh. it wasn't sexy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. We're still friends. But obviously, uh, but not after times- this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the feeling was probably mutual. Mm-hmm. We were good friends. That's what it was like. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, what I want to say is, oh, I just had two kind of recent experiences with Scorpio women that left me very hurt. So oh, yeah. that's why I'm like, Scorpio. I just feel gun shy. I'm not blaming Everybody. Well, I mean, their symbol is the scorpion, which yeah, is like I really <laughs> lethal and also just really creepy. You know, they glow. Did you know that under like fluorescent mm. lights, Scorpios glow? No, scorpions. I mean scorpions. <laughs> I actually like. Well, I guess I like tarantulas. Yeah, they're real cute. Have you seen tarantula it's- paws? No, but tarantulas are cute, but scorpions are scary. No. Are they? Yeah, but no, I haven't seen their paws. What's up with their paws? Tarantulas? Yeah. Oh, they're real cute. They're like, like if you furry. Clo- like if under a micro- uh, microscope kind of thing? Mm, or I don't know. Maybe. I just uh-huh. saw a whole thing of a bunch of tarantula paws, a furry little... Anyway. Listen, I don't want to call... <laughs> Scorpios aren't... But it, the stinger is real. I just want to say that. If they want to use it... Right. That stinger is real, and I felt it. Oh, uh, yeah. So. No, I have felt it. I mean, if your part, my partner is a Scorpio, so, mm-hmm. you know, it. I feel the burn sometimes with mm. that. But but I just, I'm so intrigued by Scorpios. They're just so, <laughs> they have so much depth and, like, mm-hmm. mystique that mm. it's, like, I really admire that whole Well, vibe. that's why I think that, like, Samhain, it's, like, It's fun. Yeah, it's like a mysterious, kind of dark in a good way. It's like juicy. Yeah, Yeah. it is that scorpion. That's, yeah, Yeah. I feel that too. And Ted loves Halloween. He's always Oh, he does? Yeah. And also how like, uh, something I love about Halloween and Samhain is um, candy. How that's, sweetness (laughs) is related to it. Like scary and also sweet and like Mm -hmm. scary and funny. And like that, I like that going into that. I feel like that's the Scorpio thing too is like so much sweetness. And then also like this fear, which to me, I mean, this fear of the unknown because they're so deep and mysterious. And then that's Mm -hmm. to me, that equals sexy to me. (laughs) (laughs) That. Equals sexy. <laughs> the way you did it, it was like you were adding them up. <laughs> I was. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, that's good for you, I guess, <laughs> since your partner is Scorpio. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, let's talk about last week and our cards that we picked. Which did you pick? I remember mine. I picked the High Lady of Love and Compassion reversed. Mm. Remember? Uh. So her message was like, focus on the love. Remember, everything you do is not for your own benefit. Like, remember to Mm. offer and remember your connection to all that is. Just Uh. kind of like reminding us to shift away from our ego kind of thing. Oh, I wish I had remembered that part. Uh, (laughs) Oh. And yours was, what was the word? Add some? some. Yeah. Yeah, And I looked it up and it actually like apparently like in some... I don't know. I feel like it must not be in America. Schools, like when they take role, they're like, you know, John Doe, and then they go, add some. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like marking yourself present. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I really called on that a lot. I feel like I always go first. You go first this time. Oh, well, yeah. Both of them were uh, really, they worked for me this week, too. I Ted and I went to his 30-year reunion in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was good. It was really it good. Was? And I think Adsum was a great kind of affirmation for it, just to, like, feel my presence and my remember my identity and, like, feel grounded in my body and myself. Just traveling, but also being in this group that was not yeah. really my group. Yeah. Although Ted and I have been together for 20 years, and I did go yeah. to his tenure. So I was like, oh, you know, I did recognize some people. Now, how does Ted not want to reveal his age here? Well, I mean, he was – it was his 30 years, so he's turned – He actually turned 49. Oh, uh, he did. Just yesterday, yeah. Oh, it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. So it was his 30-year college. No, high school. High school. Re- mm-hmm. 30-year high school, and he turned 49. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Does it not? No. That graduated in 89? 80. Oh, I guess, you know what? Because I am 49, but I was a year ahead. Oh, okay. So I graduated in 87, so he was, like, later, so he was two yeah. years older. <clears throat> um. I mean, two years later, but we're the same age. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, now I feel like Ted looks youthful. Yeah, it's music. I swear it's music. Because, like, think about Led Zeppelin. Think about the Rolling Stones. <laughs> well, I mean, they look terrible, let's well, be honest. Not well, terrible. They okay. don't look terrible. They just look old. Well, all right. But they look their their wrinkles, their wrinkles on their face look their age. But yes. their bodies and the way oh, they yeah, move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay, yeah. and Ted is younger yeah. than they are. So, but I yeah. swear, and my cousin Emily too. Like, there's there it mm. is a fountain of youth, and I have heard it's the best mm. thing for your brain to make sure that you it's don't music. get dementia or music. Just playing uh, any yeah. kind of instrument. So I swear, there's something about music that is a fountain mm. of youth. Well, the reason I asked is because did you find that everyone else there looked like a lot older than him? Yeah, but not as much as last time. And his oh, really? tenure, his tenure, I was like, oh, everybody's really old here. <laughs> oh. But this one, for some reason, I was like, no, there's like a lot of youthful. I oh. felt like a lot of people look pretty youthful. Really? Maybe because I'm older now, so it's like a different. Yeah. You know. I just wondered if like compared to, I mean, I think that I um maybe brainwashed from Brett because he's always telling me I look so much younger than no, I am. You do, but you play music too. That's right. I do. But what was I just gonna <laughs> I look so much younger but my brain is done. Um but I so he's put that in my head even though I don't always feel it. But um and also it doesn't matter. Everybody let's embrace our aging. Yada yada yada. I'm still a part of society and I can't help it's it. It's so convincing the way you put yada yada yada. <laughs> but my point is like I will often see people on like T V or something who I find out are my age and I'm like, What is happening? I thought they were like 10 to 15, 20 years older than me. Oh, yeah. You do look really, really youthful. Well, I I, that wasn't my big way of trying to get you to say that I know. To me. <laughs> <laughs> what I really was trying to say was, is that how Ted, how you felt like, did everyone seem You know what? Younger? I think I'm just so used to how young he looks. Because I yeah. also, I sent a picture to my dad of, uh, we had badges that had their, <laughs> like, school picture, their, uh-huh. gra- their graduating That's picture. Cute. 
and mm-hmm. I sent a picture of him of Ted in when he was eighteen or nineteen to my dad, and he was like, "Ted hasn't changed much," and it's true. Yeah. Like he looks like his face and his haircut and stuff. You can tell he just has a kind of a more like innocent look to him, but yeah. he kind of does look the same. Yeah, as I mean, he did thirty years ago. That's so funny. <laughs> I did, you know what, we can stop talking about age. I'm really trying to just like love it, love it all. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty I good do, about you know, older. I'm obsessed with, what'd you say? I feel pretty good about getting older. You do? Yeah. Face-wise? For yeah, me, it's just, all face-centered. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I, well, because even when I was young, I used to kind of look forward to getting older because I've always felt mm. like older women have a kind of a depth of beauty Oh, that younger nice. women can't really capture mm-hmm. ever. I mean, they have their everyone has their own beauty at their own ages, but I think I've always admired yeah, the beauty of older women. That sounds healthy. Okay. Well, <laughs> anywho, I think also now for me, this is the last thing I'm going to say is like, it's weird because when I was younger, a lot of my friends were 10 years older, and now uh, most of my friends are 10 years and more younger, 10 to mm. 20 years younger than me. So sometimes I feel a little self-conscious. Like mm. my friend, Jesse, I went to this like, um, what's it called? Contortion class. Oh, of course. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something else when you get older. You, you're, you want your spine to be moving <laughs> and you to be flexible, you know? <laughs> Anyway, I was like, I'm real self-conscious because like everybody was so much younger than me. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel it, you know, I I don't know why. It doesn't matter. Mm. We We all all just want to be liked, you know? Yeah, (laughs) totally. Everybody just wants to be loved. Okay. In conclusion, I will (laughs) just say that for me, yes, that uh, I said that to myself a lot this week. Like, hello, I'm here. I'm Mm -hmm. present. You know, just really going through whatever it is. Oh, one thing that did happen was my daughter went on a sleepaway trip. She actually gets back today, and it was her first time ever away for two days, and it was really, um, I was very nervous. Oh. Just because she was nervous. Oh, so she I was, was like wanting her to have a good time. And so I just had to keep bringing myself back to present time, present time, calling my energy back to me because I didn't want to put my nerves on her, you know. Is she, how is she doing? I don't know. We uh, were not allowed to have any contact. Really? No contact. Why? Is it, it's like a school they don't, thing? Or? Yeah. Like, because they went to the mountains. Some, well, we live in the mountains, but they went to some cabins and like they weren't allowed to bring phones. Oh. Yeah, it was really, yeah. That so, sounds like it might be a good experience for her, though. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> Add some. I am here. <laughs> we'll find out very soon, soon, shortly, shortly. Okay, so, oh, we are going, I guess we should say that if you're listening to this today, Monday, um, we will be announcing the winner of the deck, right? Yes. So go to Instagram, to our Instagram page, which is Magic Monday Podcast, and we will announce the winner of the Goddess Provisions Sacred Self-Care Oracle deck today. Yes. You did that really well. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we will be, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody. We want to thank you all for entering. Yes. It's really nice. Thanks for all the nice reviews. You don't have to stop now just because there's not a giveaway. If you haven't left a review, we love them. Mm-hmm. We would really appreciate it. And they, yeah. they are so great for our podcast. Yeah. So that is that. Now, um, do we still, do you want to talk about the, should we still mention the goddess provisions? Um, oh, yeah. So speaking of goddess provisions, we have now have an ally. So if you go to magicmondaypodcast.com and scroll down and click on goddess provisions, which is on the right, this is a subscription box that is really cool. They deliver mm-hmm. stuff to your house every month. month. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like $33 for yeah. like, so, I mean, I, I started to say I love face oil so much. I make my own face oil. Um which I made for a test for and her, I wear, not and birthday. Wear, wearing it right now. <laughs> it smells so good. Uh, that's not for sale. Actually, 
So I know my friend Melanie, I gave it to her for her birthday, and she's like, I have to buy some from you because it's changed my skin. Yeah, when I run out of it, I'm going to have to talk oh to you about gosh, it I love you it. Guys, thank you. <laughs> you guys, like she's here. Um, anywho, um, it, so anyway, this stuff has like oils and crystals. It's I love it. I yeah, really love sometimes it. they have like little spells and little fun little calendars or journals. You'd never mm-hmm. know exactly, but it is they send, send some really cool stuff. Yeah, I love surprises. I love gifts. I love opening gifts. So for me, it's perfect. And it's a really great deal for all the stuff you get. So. Yeah. So go to Check our website. That out. Yes. Um, okay. So this week, instead of questions, we have a new segment. Do we have a sound effect? Um, yeah. We will have a sound effect. We By will. the time Brett is producing this, there will be a sound effect. So we're oh, going to just exciting. move forward as if we have it here. Okay. Now. What's the, What's our new segment called? Uh-oh. Metaphysics 101. <laughs> and there it was. And now, <laughs> now class is in session. Oh, so, so fun. Mm-hmm. So this week, I'm going to be the teacher. We're going to switch off on this of Metaphysics 101. And our topic today is what is magic? So our producer, Brett, <laughs> like asked us, yes. what is the definition? And you know what's so funny? We talked about Brett asking this question, and then when I was in St. Louis, my friend Melissa, who's also an author, she was like, how do you define magic? And so then we talked about how we define magic, and then someone – oh, I did a podcast a couple days ago, like a local podcast for a center where I'm doing a presentation, and they said, how do you define magic? So I've been talking about this already. That's so funny. It's in the ether. Totally. The people want to know. Yep. So – this, uh, my favorite definition that I always go back to, and I just posted it on Instagram too, is Dion Fortune, who is an, uh, an author, was an author and an occultist. And she said, magic is the art of changing consciousness at will. Mm, so I, I like love that. that. Yeah, just because when you change your consciousness, you change your life. Things change because you have changed your consciousness also. Everything that you perceive is something arising within your consciousness. So that's what you're wanting to shift anyway. But when you talk about like how does magic actually manifest, like what are the dynamics of it? You know, I like to start with just like if you just think about an everyday decision you make, like let's say you want a latte. So you say, (laughs) I'm going to go to my favorite coffee shop and I'm going to wait in line and I'm going to order a latte. And so you do, and then you get a latte. So this is actually the same dynamic as magic. And so in a way, it is. It's the same thing. And this is part of what I mean when I say everything is magical. There's no separation Uh between magic and mundane. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that reminds me of that Einstein quote. um, You can look at life as though nothing is a miracle or as everything is a miracle. Yes. I mean, it is kind of magic that you can go to a store and just order what you want and I mean, get it. You do <laughs> exactly. have, to have money, but <laughs> yeah. But you know, like that's the that's one the of dynamic. your magical ingredients. Yeah, and so right. Just thinking about that dynamic, it's like you know what you want. You visualize it. Okay, what are, what steps am I going to take in the physical world? And maybe you enlist the support of someone like a barista, a cashier. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and so it is that. It's knowing that you have that that ability to do that. So then, if we kind of like show the evolution into what do we think of when we think of magic, like someone doing a spell or a ritual. So let's move next to painting your bathroom. Okay, so you have a bathroom that's kind of dingy, and then you're like, I want to paint my bathroom purple. So you paint it this beautiful shade of purple, and then you feel different, and you feel different yeah. when you get ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. You feel different when you – anytime, like, you take a bath, you you think, like, oh, who lives in this house with this beautiful purple bathroom? And then it shifts <laughs> your vision of yourself, which mm-hmm. shifts everything in your life. So that's, like, the definition of feng shui, but mm-hmm. we don't usually think of it, like – that's the definition of painting a room. Like we don't right. – in our culture, we don't think, oh, painting your room is magic. But when you think of all the effects that it can have other than just changing the color of your walls, it's mm-hmm. pretty far-reaching. Magical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is what – when uh, restaurants design their decor, it's a whole – you'll have a whole other experience. It'll attract a whole other type of clientele or, you know, clientele that are 
doing something different in a different sort of mood um, based on their lighting and mm-hmm. their decoration. It's like a really different thing. Are you going to propose in McDonald's? No. Are you going to propose? In, you know, it's like that has a huge effect on what takes place in the space. Mm-hmm. So we're getting, this is maybe you can think of this as, I mean, this is, again, this is not something we call magic, but it is an intention. And then it's creating, it's working with materials that might have nothing to, seemingly nothing to do with what's taking place in the space. But then when we think about ritual, it's really not different. You're thinking Mm. like, okay, what do I want to manifest? And how can I work with my own consciousness to shift my expectation to focus something on something in the invisible world and then bring it into the physical? So it does, I mean, it does point to that there is more going on than the physical world. But this is, I mean, you could also think of like um, acupuncture. I mean, Mm -hmm. acupuncture now, because Western science has at least determined, okay, it works. We don't know Mm -hmm. why it works, but it does work. Mm -hmm. Now we feel kind of more as a culture like, oh, that's not magical. That's somehow scientific, even though we don't know why. Mm -hmm. But it is working with an invisible flow of energy through your body. So I think what I'm pointing to here is that it is to me, it seems like a natural force that we're working with when we create a charm bag or when we do some candle magic. It's not something that I can tell you, well, of course, this is the dynamic exactly how it works. Right. It's There is some like unknown to it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not scientific. It just means that we don't exactly know the dynamic yet. But right. ultimately, the art of changing consciousness at will. That's what magic is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you create spells, I mean, you can do like, quote unquote, good magic or bad. Do people do that? Say that bad or good magic? Like, I feel like if you have in positive intentions for the highest good of everyone involved, mm-hmm. that's like, well, is there white magic and black magic? Um, well, there are people that use magic for, I mean, that some people use those terms for sure, but there, they do. there are people who use magic for um, negative purposes. Mm-hmm. I am not one of them, but some people do. Because maybe it'll come back to you. I think we it will. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't, it's, I'm not also, interested in that. No. Also, just in life. I feel like this is true and you could just call it, yeah, magic that's coming back to Like if you have a bad intention towards someone, you want to hurt them, you probably will in your life encounter a lot of negativity because that's what Mm -hmm. you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. That's another form of magic. You just may not like know to label it that. Yeah. And to me, the magical spiritual path, it's like becoming aware of the dynamics of energy that the more aware I have become, the more aware I've become that I really don't want to be in a place where I want to hurt someone or right. create negativity, regardless of the karma, which is real, which does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you yeah, can get karmic course. backlash when you send negative right. energy out into the world. But also, if I do feel anger or I feel like a desire for revenge, I now realize I'm going to feel better if I can work on that with myself, like work on releasing that and healing that. And still, you can still, there's a lot you can still do. Like on my website, I have um, five karma friendly alternatives to doing a curse or a hex. So you can, like, if you're feeling like someone is a bully or you feel threatened by someone, there's a lot you can do that isn't, well, neutralize. One of the things I like to do is neutralize Mm -hmm. their power over me. So if I feel Uh, like, if I have felt, which I have in the past felt like, oh, there's this person and they want to hurt me in some way, like legally or financially, Then and I feel like this fear about this person. Then yeah. I, you can do like one of the spells I have is a neutralization spell. So you, it's you're reminding yourself that, that this you person has, yeah, this person doesn't have power over me. And mm-hmm. by doing that spell, you're changing your consciousness. So no longer do you believe this is like this threatening person. Now you remember, oh, this person has no power to hurt me. And then that becomes true when you believe right. that and know that. Right. Yeah, because that's what you're putting out there. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. Well, this was a great first metaphysical 101. Is that what we're calling Metaphysics it? 101. There you go. All righty. So then that means next is my segment, mm-hmm. the energy report. You know, I never listened to what I hope I didn't cut into it right then, but I haven't listened to what that sound effect sounds like. Yeah, I want to listen uh, to that. (laughs) We should listen listen. to our own podcast. We should. Okay, so basically what's happening here, y'all, is it's just this continued dynamic of um, who has the power. Now, I'm wondering if now that we're in Scorpio, I think something's going on with Pluto, and I have to look a little more into it. So it's switching to relationships, but I mean, it already was kind of about relationships, but how I want to tackle it this week in terms of how you can feel more um, centered, more powerful in your own power, just like you were saying before about like reminding yourself that no one has power over you, is to just have you think about a little bit, how do you talk to yourself like just that simple thing if because we talk to ourselves all day long. So if you go into negative self-talk or maybe even, I feel like sometimes it can be more subtle than that, just examining what does that look like? Are you talking at yourself? Are you talking to yourself? Are you talking with yourself? Oh, you know, yeah. like what what does that look like? Is there a... um power dynamic? Because when I really examine that, I noticed that... um not all the time, but when when I would get anxious, I noticed that I was kind of waiting for myself to fuck things up. <laughs> like it was a little bit of like, well, how are you going to do this? Well, how's that going to happen? Uh, you know, yeah. like, and that energy was like, um, oh, it's all going to come down now, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so... First of all, so the awareness, and you may want to check in throughout the day, like, what does it look like? Am I talking to myself? Um, I, again, I wonder if people with anxiety in general have this kind of like, uh, like, is it mm-hmm. going to fuck up either kind of like either an aggressive way or even just like in a um, not necessarily aggressive, but just not in a helpful way. You know, mm-hmm. so then what you can do is on an, to look, first of all, you know, I talk about inner child work all the time. So it's always, that's another way to handle this is once you notice it, then just bring in, channel in that loving adult and ask yourself how old that child is and talk to her. But ener- energetically speaking, um, ask yourself, where are you when your self-talk is like that. So where are you energetically? Are you, um, I notice that I'm kind of like floating above my head a little bit. Like I'm not really connected to my body. Um, some people might notice they're in their first or third or, or just in a different chakra and just kind of like, does that make sense? Like yeah. kind of talking. Like that's in the, where their center of attention is. Kind yes. of, that's where they're feeling their That's right. Center of attention. I like that you put it like that because the fix to this is to bring yourself back to the center of your head. Oh, yeah. So wherever you are, find because the center of your head is not attached to any chakra. It's just neutral. And it's not in your analyzer. Your analyzer is something else. That's like kind of a little bit forward. It's not attached. Yeah. So it's not... um, It's just like your neutral zone. So when I do readings, for example, I'm in the center of my head. And if I get out of the center of my head, I have to, which never really happens. It's happened like maybe a couple of times when guides have messed, have gotten a little too, gotten in my space by accident. Then I have to just take a quick break and get back in the center of my head, fill my head with gold and then shrink it and go back to the center of my head. So... That's like, I think that's really the main thing here is if you find yourself in this angry self-talk, ask yourself, where are you? And then bring yourself back to the center of your head. And then from there, you can do the loving self-adult. You can bring in some self-compassion or whatever, you know, it is. Yeah. Another, the last thing I will say is another good question to ask is, am I in present time or am I in future past time? Because a lot of times if you're in anxiety, 
well, all the time. If you're in anxiety, you're either in the past or the future, you know, worrying about one or the other. You're not in present time. Yeah. I like it. And this reminds me of um, in, I think it was in You Can Heal Your Life. It was definitely Louise Hay, but she talked about how the first time she presented live, first time she did like a live talk after she got off the stage, she just refused to criticize herself. She just was Mm. like, good job, Louise. That was your first (laughs) time out and you just stood up there and you did it, you know, which is so cool because it's like, of course, no one's going to be perfect at presenting the first time, but just to like give yourself um, affirmations for just doing it and just getting there. And she said then later on, she was like, oh, you know, okay, I could have done this differently and I could have done this differently, but she just refused to criticize herself. Yeah, right out that. of the gate. Yeah. And you know, another thing that it seems like might be helpful, something that I do, because I feel like I often, for some reason when I'm exercising, sometimes I'll remember things that I think I should be embarrassed about. Mm. Like I'll just be like, oh yeah, I remember when I said that thing and that was mm. so embarrassing. And <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel embarrassed kind of a lot. Aww. But um, what that, do you mean? That's the voice. You should listen to it. And be like, oh, that's yes. not, I'm not in the center of my head That's right what I now. mean. Yeah, when you were talking, yeah. I was thinking about that. And um, it seems like the self-kindness practice that um, – yeah. the self-compassion practice that Kristen Neff talks about, which is maybe yeah. like touching your heart or just kind of yeah. like giving yourself a little affection and saying this is a moment of suffering. Mm-hmm. Suffering mm-hmm. is a part of the human condition. May, May I, I be, be kind, kind to yeah. myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion I need. Mm -hmm. to acknowledge it and to remember like that helps me like oh yeah everyone gets embarrassed because like we've talked about before like that it it, I feel like those kinds of things come along with no everyone else is totally not embarrassed ever it's just me (laughs) yeah I think that is your thing you know not to like um well I'll just say this that I have been noticing like a lot of shame stuff coming up Mm. and um I've decided to just like dive into it. Like it's like a pool of water. I'm just like going in it. Like with my full heart to just like heal that shit. (laughs) Instead of, because you know, with shame and embarrassment, embarrassment's maybe like a softer degree of shame. It feels similar to me. Yeah, Um, totally. It's like you just want to like, like, you know, cringe and like not feel it. You want to resist it. Yeah. So I've really felt like I bet there's a lot of information in there and I'm just gonna dive into it. Yeah, and and that's the work of Brittany Brown has really helped me too with that. Oh yeah. When in daring greatly and the gifts of imperfection, and also Kristen Neff in self compassion, like how they share in those books like really mortifying experiences Mm. that they've had, and then I'm like, oh okay. And I'll remember that, like the story Brene Brown told about about sending an email to the wrong person where she was actually like making fun of someone in an email and then she accidentally sent it to that person. So terrible. (laughs) And I'll be like, oh yeah, that that happened to Brene Brown. Like it's okay if I feel a little embarrassed sometimes. Well, yeah, I think that when you, well, for me, I think this is true. When you dive into the emotion, then you can have compassion for yourself Mm -hmm. because it's really the resistance of it that... That's when you're judging it, you know, and um, if you can just dive in with this full heart, then you can um, heal it. Yeah, and also she talked about people who are able to be resilient to shame. This is what Brene Brown said. Mm. Those are the people who succeed the most. She calls them wholehearted, the most successful Mm. sort of people Mm. emotionally and just like in every way she called them wholehearted people who are resilient to shame yeah well and also i'm just realizing more and more how whenever there's like a big feeling it's really just this big red not red flag the opposite of it (laughs) just like the it's a big sign that i need to like that there's a lot of information in there Mm -hmm. and there's a need for growth there's a need for healing yeah and that really listening i like how tara brock puts it who i mentioned last week um her podcasts are so great um Mm. yeah i want to she basically gives lectures i think in her hometown and then just post them as podcasts oh okay um but she was she really is all about how how all parts of ourselves belong so like that embarrassment belongs to you as much as 
any other feeling. Mm. So when we separate from it, then we feel that's where the pain is. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's like a way of not having all your energy with you and all your power. Well, yeah. It's like saying, oh, this, I'll accept this part of me, but I won't accept that part of me. And I actually wonder if embarrassment, like, is even there just to be healed. Like, it's not, it is a part of you, but when you feel it, then it melts away, you know? Yeah, and then remembering that everyone experiences it, it lets yeah. it be like an avenue of connection rather than feel mm. separation. Like, yeah, when you're like, exactly. oh, yeah, I get embarrassed. Other people get embarrassed. Yeah, everybody it's the gets human condition. That's right. Um, and it is, I in therapy this week, I was talking about this shame, and she's like, oh, that's your mother's. That's your mother's voice. And I didn't realize it because it sounded a little different. But if I hadn't gone in there and felt it, I never would have brought it up. I never would have been able to really own it and heal it and realize like, oh, yeah, it's just more healing. Because, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh, I've healed that relationship completely. Oh, right. <laughs> Done. Check mark <laughs> over. <laughs> you know, but it's it's not. I mean, when you go through that much stuff, it's not, you know, there's multiple levels. So yeah. anyway, I think we got off the subject of this part, but it's all helpful. So that was the energy report. And a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now it's time for Practical Magic. (laughs) And as I mentioned, this week is Samhain. So Samhain, also known as Halloween, is happening on Thursday. This actually, as a side note, there's so much going on, we're not really going to talk about this, Mm. I don't think, but Mercury also goes retrograde that day on Samhain. Uh is it on that day? Mm-hmm. I thought it was the day before. Oh, my gosh. This is what my witch's calendar tells me. It's not always perfectly mm. accurate. But um, so Samhain, many I things you can you do. I love that you have a witch's calendar, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this uh, Something you could do on Samhain is if you don't already have an ancestor altar, create an ancestor altar. And then you can do this by yourself or with a partner or with the group. It's really fun, interesting thing to do is make dinner for yourself and also set a place for your ancestors. Oh, that's nice. It's fun. So you like candles and if you have your ancestor altar or could be deceased loved ones, it doesn't have to be ancestors. It could even be famous people that have transitioned who you feel a connection with. Hmm. Just if you want to honor, connect with the spirits of anyone who's transitioned, you can create that altar and then light some candles and serve dinner serve you can just serve one place for all the ancestors they don't all need their own place um and then eat dinner with this kind of awareness that you're present with all of these beings or however many you have invited before you do that you it's a good idea to call on the divine in a way that feels powerful for you and ask for a, a shield of light of positive energy around you and your space so just to make sure you're inviting in the people that you want but not yeah the ones and you only don't want. those people yeah mm-hmm. to be real clear about it mm-hmm. yeah uh, spirits of love and light and positivity um and so then after you eat then you'll want to dispose of the ancestors food not you don't want to eat it you want to <laughs> either put it at the base of a tree or um you can bury it or you can put it in a compost bin but just like honor that that really is an offering for mm-hmm. people who have who are on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, November 1st, is Friday, and that is All Saints Day. So that could be a really fun day to light a candle to your favorite. If you like Catholic saints, I do. I really yeah. – there's a number of saints I love. I love St. Teresa of Lisieux. Mm. I love um, St. Francis. And St. Christopher, I have mm-hmm. some favorites. Do um, you have like um, a book or something you recommend to look them up? Um, yes, actually. Judica Isles, the Encyclopedia of Mystics, Saints, and Sages is really okay. great. And that 
brings me to another point, which is they don't have to be Catholic saints. They can be your own saints. They can be mm-hmm. folk saints. They could be like Kurt Cobain, you know, if mm-hmm. you really connect with Kurt Cobain. Patron and you feel... saint of grunge. Yes. Um, could be Edgar <laughs> well, Allan Poe. You know, I would think Chris Cornell is that saint, but that's okay. Okay. So you can um, light candles to saints catholic saints anybody that used to be alive on earth and you and is not now but you would like to honor on all saints day then all souls day is the next day which is um november 2nd and that's a great day to go to a cemetery if you are close to the graves of any loved ones you could sweep Mm -hmm. them you could bring them flowers just spend time with loved ones in a cemetery course you might not have time to do all these things but these are just some ideas for ways that you could honor these days when the veil is open could you do that on any of the like could you do any of that on any of those days you could yes of course you could these are just traditional associations and the veil is thin now already it's like all throughout October and the first part of November, it's like that the doors are kind of open between the okay. worlds. So it's appropriate if you have time to do these at other times too, of course. Okay. Well, that's fun. Now, do you mind if I ask what are you doing on Halloween? Uh, Halloween. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. I haven't oh, you planned that far in advance. No, I oh. mean this weekend Ted and I are going um, dancing you mean the um, last weekend? Oh, yeah. Just last week. Yeah. Last two days ago. You we went, went dancing. dancing. <laughs> yeah. I think it was pretty great. <laughs> uh-huh. So you don't uh, know. There's not something you do every Samhain. Um, well, so this weekend we are, or we did spend time with my coven. And so we have oh, gone okay. to witches balls in the past, but oh. this weekend we went to a gay bar in Denver because we wanted to go to different. Mix it up. Yeah, mix it up. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Brett every year makes the kids Halloween costumes and we go trick-or-treating. Fun. Yeah. Uh, he really just like spends so much time on these costumes. And it's uh, does his he busy. Sew? Have we talked about Oh, this? yeah. He oh. makes the whole thing. I mean, not just sewing. It, there's a lot involved. That's and it's awesome. also like a very busy month for him work-wise until like the day before so it's just like a lot of work that he never complains about but I'm always like you know they can just buy themselves something and Uh, he's like no I would never be able to live with myself oh how cute that's cool what are they gonna be this year well this year one of them is gonna be have you heard of that book Miss Peregrine and uh, is it is that the one that's like the oh no I don't know it's I'm like kind of like her child. The children are dead. Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar, peculiar children. Oh, okay, I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Um. Well, I guess there's like some kind of invisible creature or whatever. That's what Harper's going to be. Oh, neat. And, yeah, and then Clyde something from a video game. Oh, okay. And I'm going to be a librarian. Oh, neat. I don't usually dress up, but I had just an inkling I was going to do it. So. Oh, that's I talk fine. to the dead, you know, every day. So for me, oh right, <laughs> this time of year is no different. Yeah, I don't think I hear them any clearer than I usually do. Mm. But anywho, okay, well that sounds fun. It's a yeah. big week. Mm-hmm. It's a magical, magical time. Alrighty, so now should we do our housekeeping? I almost called it bookkeeping. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And you can ask us questions on there for the show. If you if you have any questions for us, um, you can submit a question there. Um, you can find us on Instagram at magicmondaypodcast. You can find me at Highest Light Healing on Instagram and my website, highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsy, that's aka newsletter, and book reading. <laughs> okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, 
And my website is TessWhitehurst.com. And you can go there and use the search feature and find all kinds of spells and so much videos stuff. and rituals and inspiration for all throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, it's chock full. And also, you have a book coming out. I do, yes. Uh, Unicorn Magic. And so. you can pre-order that. Yep, and on your website. It's already here, too, so you probably get yeah, it shipped pretty soon. So exciting. Can't wait. Well, I looked on Amazon. It said I was getting my November 12th. Oh, okay. So maybe they are waiting till it's technically out. Yeah. All right. So is that all we have to say? Leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. And thank and... you to our wonderful producer, Brett. Yes. Okay. Um. Oh, you can also sign up for our newsletter on Magic Money Oh, Podcast. right. That yes. should come out in a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to pick um, a card for the week. Yep. <laughs> what deck are you using this week? Well, this week I'm using the Rumi Oracle because oh. I wanted to switch things up. But speaking of being old, the writing is really small, and I realized this after. But I'm just going to put the little light on it, and it'll be okay. Okay. I'm using the um, Witch's Tarot by Ellen Dugan, my friend oh, Ellen fun. Dugan. Did yeah. the light in your office just? Wow. No, but I can see it on the video. It's like an aura, like a purpley pink aura wow. just started what happening. What happened? I don't know. After I like we it. talked about <laughs> the veil, something magical is happening. Was that, I don't know did why. I do that with? I turn the light on. No, it's like violet fire kind oh of. My it's God, weird. are you alive? Still? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you going to go first or am I? Uh, I will. Okay. Okay. We got, oh, we got the Ten of Pentacles, right? Side oh, you're up. picking from there. Tarot. Yeah, so oh. this is like one of the most positive decks in the, or cards in the tarot deck. It's uh, like family happiness and completion. It's this is such a happy family picture too. In the oh, it's the one. It's like the tarot. happy family card, right? It's the happy family card. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it up and see if any of the words stand out to me. But you can maybe if you want to pick yours while I'm looking it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's usually like happy ever after. That mm -hmm. card is like happy endings. Achievement. That's a nice security, one to pick. Um, support emotionally or perhaps monetarily from your relatives or loved ones shows the ultimate outcome of both abundance and spirituality, a happy home and loving friends and family. That's nice. All right. Yeah. Well, gosh, this is a real positive week, even though I kept seeing <laughs> I wish you all could see what was happening. I'm like I becoming even more. It's just like this, <laughs> this pink light just like somehow oh flooding. <laughs> I literally can't see you. Like <laughs> the veil is <laughs> the veil is thicker, not thinner. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm a little worried you're transitioning into the other realm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so strange. Okay. All right. Well, happy ever after. This is giving me the giggles. Okay. Farewell, everyone. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. All right. I picked uh, Enter the Garden of Delight. <laughs> sorry, everybody. It's just really funny because I can't even see her anymore. It's like a purple cloud. You know, when you moved your hand over to the corner, it stopped at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was a little better. I don't know what happened. Okay. Enter the Garden of Delights. I think if we are to believe these cards, it's going to be a delightful week. Yeah. In spite of the fact that you have moved on. <laughs> at least we can hear you. What if I'm the only one who couldn't hear? <laughs> and Brett's like, what happened to Tess at the end? <laughs> What do you mean? I couldn't hear her anymore. Okay. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. Is... Light. There's light on your screen now, too. Well, emanating. that's because I have a light. So oh, I you're, oh, you're shining a light. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to read just some of it because um, it's long. Um, you have been granted entry into a sacred space of, uh-oh, I don't know that word, Mi mihrab, a sanctuary for worship. 
When the soul is well acquainted with love, life becomes a temple of love, the sacred space, the sacred space in which the soul can grow powerful through expansive worship of love. Boy, that card is also the one you picked is like a <laughs> the card you picked is about love, like love, love. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. You are being invited to by your spiritual brother, Rumi, to enter into life, to commit to coming alive, even if at times this feels deeply challenging. By the way, this also reminds me, I can't even look up. This reminds <laughs> me of diving deeply into shame and embarrassment and all this stuff, even though it's, you know, committing to your whole life, even if it feels deeply challenging. Sometimes a part of you may rather stay locked in an illusion of security for a time, perhaps expressed through the preference for what is known over what is unknown, what is familiar and comfortable compared to that which is unfamiliar or uncomfortable, to tussle with the parts of us that would deny aliveness is a natural part of growth. It can seem so risky with such potential for heartache, and yet what could be more heart-wrenching than the slow death of a, pre- of a precious human soul? <laughs> no, it's an inappropriate time to laugh. <laughs> well, because you are, I feel like you're going away. Suffocating. <laughs> okay, I'm going to come back. What could be more heart-wrenching than the slow death of a precious human soul suffocated by fear and inertia? That is the greatest risk of never really and fully being born into this world of wonders. That's really beautiful. I'm just going to read the end part. Um, the ritual. It says, say aloud, I accept the gift of golden grace and healing now to leave behind all prisons and tombs, conscious and unconscious, of heart and of mind. I open up to life and assistance through unconditional love and being present to the miraculous beauty that seeks to live through me as me and in benefit to all humanity now. I know myself to be worthy of this grace, to be this grace. So be it. Nice. Yeah. That really does remind me of what we were talking about before, you know, about like lovingly, full-heartedly going into all these places inside us. Yeah. That are scary to go into. And like letting vulnerability open you up to, (laughs) you know what I'm thinking, Natasha? Maybe you could take a screenshot so that we could share it on Instagram. (laughs) Because mine is just really little on my screen of me, but you probably see me big. (laughs) You're actually clearer in the screenshot than you are. Um, like, can I, you take it on your computer? Yeah. I. Oh. Well, I can <laughs> take a picture of it. I don't okay. know how to do it on my computer. It's I okay. Do we it have on. it. You really look like you're an angel just coming from the heaven. <laughs> I just love how it's so purple colored. <laughs> well, hopefully people are annoyed by that. and are. I did call to- on the violet fire this morning. Oh my god. No, I don't it know. If it's related. That, what is magic? There's your answer. Yep. All right. Well, thank you everybody. We hope you have a wonderful week in the Garden of Delight. Yes, just all that those good vibes, abundance, interconnection, family, love, friends. Enjoy yeah. all of that. Yeah. And have a great week. We'll see you later. Okay, bye. Farewell, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>